Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good evening, whatever, wherever you are in the world listening to us. Welcome to 11 Pieces of Me, a fun show where guests come on to talk about some of their favourite players of the past. It's not always the best, just players that meant something to them when growing up. I'm your host, Ali, and I'm going solo tonight. My co-host, Ryan, is away, so the next couple of episodes are just going to be me. Um, The rules of the show are pretty simple. The guests get to come on, they pick a formation, pick a player for each position in the formation, and they must choose a captain. We don't know their team beforehand, so we can just react all together. The only rule for this game is all players must retire. Our guest tonight is host, co-host, contributor, editor, recorder, basically AI who? Um, Guy Drinkle. How are you doing, Guy? That's pretty much the perfect description of me. Thanks, Ali. <laughs> uh, but I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm glad to finally get you on. I, I I tried when we had this rendition on our previous platform, and you were you were a bit reluctant due to players that you had seen at your age. So I'm glad I finally convinced you to come on. Yeah, people have retired now. It's all good. Xabi <laughs> <laughs> Alonso has to be one of them. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the amount of, the amount of people who were refusing to come on till Xabi Alonso or Buffon had retired was was unreal. Uh. <laughs> Uh, so how, how easy was it picking your team? Um, I thought it was quite easy. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but as as a Liverpool fan, I imagine people will understand it's highly influenced by um, 2005 and um, Istanbul and stuff like that. But there's a there's a couple Brazilian influences in there, and there's a, there's a team from the early 2000s that may be a bit of a surprise to people as I'm a Liverpool fan. But um, yeah. <laughs> We'll save that till till later, shall we? It's intriguing, intriguing. So, what formation did you go for? Um, cause I'm a human, you got to pack in as many attacking players as you want. So, <laughs> I've kind of gone four two two two. <laughs> two, two, two. The, the modern day Hipsters. formations. Uh, yeah, still not our weirdest, but that's <laughs> that's so good. Right, let's crack straight on now. Let's give us your goalkeeper. Jersey Dudek, for obvious reasons. The beautiful man. Yeah. Ah, the mad bam, eh? Just, what, what a character. Like. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, when, how old was I in 2005? I think I was 10. 10 or 11. Uh, yeah, probably just turned 11. Um, obviously in Istanbul, and that, that's like the, the best night of in, in football memory for me. And God... He's just so mental. That penalty shootout. I mean, obviously, he wasn't the best in the league for a couple of years. He had that one good year, uh, which is probably a bit before my time in terms of remembering. 
Um, the Diego fall on horror show. I remember oh. that well. But Istanbul yeah. just wipes away all the bad memories, and, and I love the bloke. When I was in primary school and, and early secondary school, he was he was a, he was one of my idols because I grew up playing goalkeeper, and I I, rem- I remember doing a, a a project in in uh, primary school. It was, you had to do a bit about your your idol growing up, and I was like, yeah, he's he's my role model. No idea what he was what he was like and stuff back then, but he was he was Liverpool's number one, so it was enough for me. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's what football's all about as a kid, isn't it? It's it's these guys are your heroes, and I'm I'm a, I'm a bit critical when when footballers do something bad that people class them as role models. But mm. when you think back to your kid, if if your hero had done something in public and it was all over the internet like the way it is now, to be honest, you probably would have tried and copied it or thought it was yeah. cool or acceptable. So I can kind of see where people are coming from that way. But it's it's hard to... Uh, you, you mentioned the Forlan horror stuff, and I think that was like his first ever goal. Was it first ever goal or first goal so long for United? Because he was murdered. Yeah, but it's hard to really remember that because of Istanbul. You know, that obviously nearest memory always, always remembered. But, like... He killed the greatest striker that we had seen that era. Career. He did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when when I did this post the last time, we had like uh, Frank and that from Syria sitting, who are massive AC Milan fans, and and I, and I labelled it as the day Shevchenko died. You know, the, <laughs> the good old fashioned Madonna song. <laughs> and it did. You just seen like. It was like Space Jam, you when they touched the ball and they lost all the power. Like when Dudek made that double save, um, Dudek, that, that was it. Um, and then obviously, on the line doing those, uh, what they call them, the wriggly legs. The, the wobbly legs. Yeah, doing yeah. his um, starfishing thing on the line. It was like, nah, he's definitely missing. He's definitely yeah, that, missing. He's in his head now. That, that, um, like that double save, I watched that game back and I still think he's going to score. You know, it's one yeah. of those that... Yeah. You're like, ah, I can't miss, especially Dudek. Like, he's he's not even in that final. You know, he hadn't played well. I mean, he'd been Crespo's goal had kind of like made a made a proper mug of him. Um, a, a beautiful goal, but just it was just one of those. Like, they got two sh- three shots in the first half, and he they scored the ball. But yeah, just. Yeah, and like I'm glad he got his move to Real Madrid. I know it was only sitting on the bench, but you know he could put it on his resume that he's won the Champions League. He's he's played for Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not, bad, not bad. Is it? I mean, he would he went from Liverpool's bench for a year and then went to probably the biggest club in the world at Real Madrid. And now he, now he's a race car driver or something like that. I'm sure that's one of the things I've seen afterwards. No way. I'm sure he retired and became a race car driver. Okay, folks. So you give us a minute here because this is this has got to be Google. Um, we can't we can't pass up on information like that. I'm going to Wikipedia, the only reliable source for anything. I can't edit that. <laughs> um, I'm not seeing anything about it. But I'm not going to. It's on the Liverpool website. If you put Jersey do decoration. That's incredible. <laughs> oh dear. This is an actual thing, people. He became a 24-hour racing driver, like one of those like 
stamina races. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I, I, I need to go back and change my goalkeeper to Jersey do it just for that, just for that fact alone. Don't care about the goalkeeper. Who did you have in goal? I, I changed mine to a goalkeeper called Alan Main. Oh. Um, he was St Johnston goalkeeper. Obviously, been from Perth. He was like, like a local hero up here. Um, Saints, St Johnston constantly yeah. points above their weight, and it was down to him being such a colossus in goal. Probably should have got a Scotland call up. Never got one just because of the club he played for. It was always Rangers and Celtic goalkeepers. Mm. Um, um, so I've got, no, I've got nothing to add on this. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, this is. I think he retired before you were born, guy. Um, I'll, I'll allow that one. Allow yeah. That one. So I, I, I changed. I, I had the. Who did I have originally? The the, the, the Chilean goalkeeper. No, the, Sheila Versoli, the Paraguay goalkeeper. Um, who I had when I first did it. Just purely because watching him scoring free kicks and penalties uh, as a goalkeeper was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just try to mix it up for this coming back. For anybody who'd heard it before. Um, and I got to pick, obviously, players who had then such since retired. Um, so it was good. Right, well, we'll move on from Jersey Dudek, though. Um, I, I'd imagine, with the amount of Liverpool fans I hope to have on, he won't be the last time <laughs> that he's mentioned in this. Um, so we'll take... I assume you've got a left-back, right-back, two yeah, centre-backs. Yeah, also, back proper yeah. back four. Yeah. Let's, let's take your... Let's go to the, the full-backs first. Let's take the left-back. Left-back? Um, I told you one of my uh, influences was uh, Brazil. And the 2002 World Cup is one of the living memories from my childhood. And I'm going to say Roberto Carlos because, obviously, I didn't watch him every week and stuff like that. But he just brings up so many memories, like that free kick that broke physics and that cross that broke physics. It, a player who does that, he needs to be remembered in, in, in my favourite XR here. So I've gone for Roberto Carlos just because he did some of the most mental things I've ever seen. Yeah, 100%. Like, there's, there's no question that Roberto Carlos should be in most people's eleven. How, like, nobody didn't like him. You know, he just seemed one of those great guys. Um, I followed Madrid as much as I could um, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, just loved the pure white kits. And obviously, Carlos was just massive. The, 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 the funny start that always went around. Um, I was in second at the time that Roberto Carlos' thighs uh, were 24 inches. Like, <laughs> like that was. Borderline bigger than my waist at the time. Um, I was skinny for anyone listening in school. Um, it was after that, but I mean, his his career just is ridiculous. Um, the amount of times he represented his country at World Cups and uh, the what do you call it? The what's the other the tournament for South American teams? Uh, Copa America. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, he played in the Olympics. He goes, my favourite video, and everybody who listens to this podcast gets sick of me talking about it, the, the impossible goal on YouTube, yeah. uh, where he hits that half volley from basically the, the byline into the back post top corner. Um, he was actually good at defending um, because he was so fast and strong that you could basically never get in behind him. Uh, Pro Evolution was my first football game that I played properly on proper consoles, Absolutely. and I'm and I made Roberto Carlos my striker, because, <laughs> just because he was so fast. And he had that legendary run-up in the free kicks. <laughs> and as you say, that go- that free kick against France, 
um, which is probably one of the most famous free kicks and may come out to be such a good free kick taker where his stats were actually quite bad because he hit the wall 8 out of 10 he's times Ronaldo, it was just... isn't he? he's Ronaldo of his day <laughs> yeah when when they go in they look amazing but everybody seems to forget about all the bad ones um, it's all that matters though it's all that matters Ronaldo's oh. got Portsmouth and Roberto Carlos has got the France one where he just goes nah doesn't matter about physics today I'm going to outside the foot this and destroy someone's career <laughs> <laughs> and, and, he, and he really I mean that freak I mean many times you reckon that's been watched or show highlights of on TV just, and... just by me or <laughs> <laughs> well fair enough yeah I mean the, the for in club level you got a goal every 10 games I mean, it's mad but, to think that you you think like Marcelo's champion now for being attacking left back and stuff. Like this this bloke was just a freak for his time. Whenever I saw it, yeah, I mean, so powerful. And, I mean, Marcelo's probably more technical going forward. Um, just the way the game's modernised. Yeah. yeah, that that fullbacks are are just as much football as I mean, we're seeing ourselves with with Trent. But I'd say like the biggest compliment I could play Robertson. Is he's more like Carlos and Morena would be more like Marcello, mm. you know, if we're, if we're looking at our club. Um, and I mean, we love Moreno as much as the, the next person, but um, so yeah, I mean, Carlos just had that solidarity defensive. Anybody who says Marcello's close to to Carlos is just a disgrace. And I, and I love Marcello, and there's not many left backs in the world I'd swap him for if we had him. Um, He's touching, he's going forward, but like we all know, he's just quite poor defensively. And he's made up by pace, whereas Carlos was so so strong so fast. He was actually quite good at positioning. The only time he was out of position was if Madrid got caught on the counter. Yeah. And then, as you say, that Brazil team, regardless of who you pick, just those kits were, you know, the yellow kit and every player just stood out in it. The thing is, I think I actually grew up as a kid supporting Brazil rather than England and that's like before like naturally I think most in, most Liverpool Liverpool England fans fall out of love with the international team quite quickly because well Roy Hodgson didn't help but it just kind of uh, does that but I remember going into primary school when um, well spoiler <laughs> Ronaldinho uh, lobbed David Seaman I, and I think Michael Owen scored, and I was actually quite upset when Michael Owen scored, and we were, and England were winning. I, I, I ended up watching the rest at school, and uh, when Brazil started winning, I was quite happy. So that that's might be youthful. Um, okay, this is all, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, Brazil's kind of the team that make you fall in love with football more than your your natural country. Uh, yeah, I think I think that goes the same for quite a lot of years. To be honest, I think Brazil was everybody's second team, mm. regardless of it being like obviously for yourself that was the team you're thinking about. And even even my age, like there was the Brazil tops that went around. And yeah. if you've heard this show before and you'll hear me talk, like I I, I will never have Ronaldo in my favourite eleven. I hated Ronaldo mm. um, because he was so popular, and it was like it was thrown down your face. He was like the Man United of club uh, international football. Yeah. Um, and I always wore a France top because everybody else wore, and that's I mean the first World Cup that I, I was properly invested in was '98. Mm. Um, I was 14 at the time. Scotland were actually in it, so like obviously everyone up here was watching. But then everybody was supporting Brazil, apart from the Scotland Brazil game. But everybody was supporting Brazil. The, the yellow tops were everywhere. The Ronaldo R9 boots. Every player I played football against had these boots. 
Whereas I just was like, all right, so this is what it feels like to, to be a Man United fan. Um, <laughs> let's, let's. So I supported France. I went to the Adidas, the, the white, and then Zidane, who everyone knows is who I class as the greatest player of all time. Um, so it just, that was me, but you, everyone just loved Brazil and the, the style of football. And even if you listen to like a lot older people, like I've seen like uh, Joe Cousins talk about it, you know, that. The 80s era of Brazil and the... Yeah. Yeah, before the World yeah, Cup, I was... I was watching all the uh, World Cup films and it was, I was watching it, I was just like, football used to be so much more spectacular than it is now. <laughs> especially especially international football. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many games international football I've watched in, say, the last 10 years. Like, hardly any. I just, I'll watch highlights if there's something happened. Um, this World Cup there, I watched more than I've watched any, and only watched ten games. <laughs> um, and I, I, I heard people watching every game, and like there was people at my work who were like going in half an hour late because they didn't want to miss the end of a game, and it was, I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> so it was just one of those. I'm pretty sure I watched every bloody but... second. But yeah, no, I love the obviously the Carlos, the Carlos pick. For me, in my era, people can argue obviously going back further, but Carlos has got to be one of the greatest left backs of all time. Greatest defenders? No, no, let's just leave it left backs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll leave Carlos at that. Again, it's two good picks so far. I'm, I'm impressed with this. Who are we going to go with for right back? Um, he's only just recently retired, and it's Philip Lam. Glenn Johnson. No, oh. has he even retired? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, he got, I think he got let go on a free by Stoke, which is basically retired. Right, <laughs> really, why? Yeah, Philip. it's Philip Lab. It's Philip Lab. Uh, until I know Glenn Johnson's retired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm sure you, I'm sure you'd agree with what you watch. I don't watch a lot of European football, but they, this bloke's reputation and just pure consistency. Every time I saw him, whether it was for Germany, Bayern Munich, I know he had that spell in midfield under Pep Guardiola as well, but he's just just probably the most one of the most consistent footballers I've ever seen. And he's kind of similarly to Ashley Cole, who's obviously not retired, um, but I, I couldn't put him anywhere because off-field stuff. Uh, but uh, Philip Lowe, he just I've never seen him have a bad game. <laughs> and... I couldn't think when I was thinking of a right back. I just went. I couldn't think of another right back because he's been. He was probably the best one in that position. Most of my life watching football, uh, probably from early to late two thousand, and then obviously I think he only retired a year ago. He, he's just been the best in that position, and I've never heard a bad thing about him. <laughs> so I, I, he's the only one I could think of really. I mean. Personally, I could have put like Abel Orr and stuff in there. who's only just re- retired, but Philip Lam, goddamn, uh, probably underrated if anything. But he's a generationally good right back from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, same as you. I mean, I, I can't say I watched a lot of them, but his reputation always preceded them. You never seen a whole bad game. I think it was a 2006 World Cup hmm. that he made his debut, and obviously, I'm pretty sure he's played left back against I want to say South Africa and he and he cut inside in the opening game, cut inside on his right foot and smashed one in the top corner from about twenty five, thirty yards. Yeah. Um and I'm sure that was his if it wasn't his international I assume it wasn't his international debut, but like his his World Cup debut, his first international tournament. 
Um, and that kind of just put him on the scene. But he don't play so many games for Bayern Munich. Um, and as you say, Pep moves him at the midfield just so he can still play him. Kind of says a lot about his ability. To even get him just more involved. I mean, that speaks volumes of how good he was. Yeah, I mean, he, he had 15 years at Bayern Munich. Um, and then two years at Stuttgart on loan. Um, obviously, just to finish off his career, wasn't getting a game. Uh, oh, no, that was in the middle. Sorry, I'm lying. I'm looking at his Wikipedia. He obviously went out on loan. He must have signed quite young, went out on loan for a couple of years. But he still played 12 years in Bayern, um, which I'd imagine would have been first team if he was in the Germany squad from then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 12 year at international level as well, involved with his country. So, World Cup winner, third place a couple of times, European Championship runner-up. You know, it's, it's a hell of a... Hell of accolades he's got as well. So you think he's only thirty-four as well? You could probably still play quite quite easily if he didn't if he didn't want to hang up his boots. Um, yeah, I mean, I wonder why he did hang up his boots. I wonder if there was an, an injury of sorts or just he didn't want to drop down a level. I mean, once you're at Bayern Munich, I mean, where do you go? You... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you see um, is it Joshua Kimmich who maybe he just saw. Not that he's going to replace him, but maybe he just wanted him to to be the next generation of German talent because he, he retired from Germany and then literally just went, OK, there's not another fullback in this country. <laughs> um, and I think there were, there were Germany were missing him more than Bayern Munich. But, um, yeah, he just... Maybe he just got bored of it. Maybe that's it. But Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume it's just... Once you play, I mean, it must be hard as well. Like Once you're playing top level... Um, I think even Michael Owen said it, the the rat that he is. Um, but you know, he didn't. Once he had played at that level, like why would you want to drop down to the championship or that yeah, just yeah. to continue playing? You know, yeah. once you're used to a certain level and certain type of opponents and certain type of teammates, it would be frustrating and just get you angry, I guess. So yeah, no. I mean, he captained his Germany at the World Cup as well, 2014. He was the captain. Mm. Um, so I mean, he's won a ring in a game. I, I assume he, he won the Champions League. Um, yeah, with he, Bayern won it, when, he won it against Dortmund, didn't he? I'm not sure. If, yeah, um, before that. Um, the amount of titles, obviously, Bayern. Not that it's, it's a competitive league. All of them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think that pick speaks for itself. Um, and I think it says a lot about fullback because he, as he, as I said, he started most of his career at left back, um, national team as well. So. Kind of the ability to be able to flip to both flanks and to play at the same level on both kind of says a lot for the man. Right, centre backs. Hmm. Who's the Who's the first one? Now, do I start with the one you like, or do I start with the one you won't like? Oh, there's one I won't like. I don't ah. think you'll like him. You might respect okay. him, but I don't think you'll like him. Like, okay, give me the don't like one then. Carlos Puyol. No, not at all. Ah, I thought because you don't like Barcelona, <laughs> is that more of a modern yeah, thing? Yeah, it's more of a messy thing. Oh, yeah, I hate messy. You know, it's, it's, more, it's more of a messy in their fans than, than Barcelona. So because of that, I hate Barcelona. Ah, that's fair then. That's fair. Um, but... Ryan actually picked Puyol on the, the introduction show as well. Um, and I believe Gav picked him as well when mm. uh, when me and Gav first did it. Gav's obviously a massive Barcelona fan, but 
Yeah, I'll let you you tell me why you like him before I start rambling on. <laughs> um, it it may have something to do with the floppy hair, but there is more to that. <laughs> um, kind of growing up, you you kind of appreciate attacking players more, and you obviously watch football for attacking player. But kind of <clears throat> when I was maturing into a like a more focused football fan or whatever the hell the word is. Carlos Pulo was probably the one one of the defenders who I just watched and went, he makes such a difference to this team. And I think you kind of see that now. Probably more so with Spain than, than Barcelona. I think Umtiti's came in and done, and done well. But with Spain, you see you see Pique and Ramos, and it's just kind of a shadow of what Spain used to be. Um, and I think players like Puyol were, were kind of like a dying breed because I think there's a famous clip where Pique's bitching about getting a lighter thrown at him or something and Puyol just comes over, throws the lighter back in the crown to say shut the hell up and play on. And, and I kind of, I love that stuff about him. He just seemed like such a hard, such a hard bloke and he kind of looked funny with the hair and stuff like that but he just he just seems like a, throw, a throwback defender in, in what was pretty much a perfect team back in Barcelona 2009 and stuff like that. He, he just seemed to be such a key element in, in kind of holding the reins for players who aren't defence first, if you get what I mean. I mean, Piquet's a good defender, but he's not he's not a defence first type player, is he? And uh, that's what I loved about Puyol. He was just a, a throwback and just an absolute hard-ass. I loved it. Yeah, look, that's pretty much the same reason everybody seems to pick up. Um, and even, like, I have to hark back on the original Living Beasts me first one, purely because of Gav being Gav's Gav's even older than me, and obviously he's he's only ever he's only ever supported Barcelona. You know, he's never had a, a, a British club. Um, he would rather go see Barcelona three four times a year, um, long weekends over there, and watch the club he's followed for as long as he can remember. And we we describe Puyol as probably not the greatest defender in the world, um, but he was kind of like that. He, he was just a proper leader. Um, and what he, what he lacked in ability, he could still read the game really well. But what he lacked compared to like when you when we're talking about the best, you know, your Nestas, your uh, Maldinis, you know, all those type of defenders mm. who will go down as as the best of all time. Puyol was just 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 a, just a natural leader. You know, he had heart, never gave up. Uh, he would never be beaten. Um, and and I would pick him. Not that I did, but the reason that if I was going to pick him would be for the same reasons as you. Like the little videos that you see on YouTube of, like, stop bitching to the ref, just get on with the game, you know. Didn't want players sent off, didn't want trouble started, and especially in classicals, you know. He's like, just just man up and get on with it. And I, I think that's the, the why Puyol is so respected, the hair as well. <laughs> but I think that's why Puyol will always be respected so much as there was just, there was no nonsense. You know, he's, he was probably like the one of the last of the generate that generation. Oh, you know, there's there's no carry on, there's no much about it. That's why I like um, Gordine and, and Chiellini now. They're, they're kind of throwbacks as well. But I think Puyol was the first one I experienced of, of like that. Yeah, but I think even Godin and that are still they still play at yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean they're they're taught by Simone, you know. know, So yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's like it's like the mighty duck, you know, when they're getting rid of the trash and diving and falling to the floor. I mean, that's that's what that's what those are like now. They they play the game where Puyol, you never seen Puyol go down softly. You never seen him surrounding a referee. 
you know, there was there was never a reaction. If he got fouled, there was never get up and get a reaction. It was just right, get up and get on with it. Um, and I think he'll probably go down as one of the most well-respected defenders of all, one well-respected players um, of all time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird because I keep saying that I don't watch a lot of European football, but when I watch international football, you look at Spain now and it's just kind of soft-centred, just bitchy. And I, I remember that 2008-2010 team when it was Ramos at right-back, Puyol and Piquet. Um, and it was like Captain Villa, <laughs> Jordi Alba. Captain Villa, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you just think Puyol was the defender there. He was the he was the man. Whatever was yeah. in front and whatever was next to me, just as soon as Puyol left, it was it just kind of turned into modern football. And and I think that's probably one of the main reasons why Spain aren't the dominant force what they probably deserve to be, because that squad's stupid. But they just seem to lack something in, in defence now that Puyol's gone and it's a dying breed. Well, he was the kind of the common influence between the Real and Barca players, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the fact that they put Piquet and Ramos together in the centre half where they clearly don't like each other. Whereas Puyol was that one in the middle of them. And, I mean, this will be an unpopular opinion um, to any of your listeners, the, the Liverpool fans, but I, I love Ramos. Um, he's, mm. you know, proper shite but he was a better right back than a centre half because at least at right back when you make a mistake, you're not getting not getting punished near as much. Um, and the fact that Ramos will go down as one of the greatest defenders of our generation, like he isn't, but he will he will go down and he'll always be talked about as um, purely because of his goals. Yeah, yeah, that's the, um, that's the thing. People don't get remembered for defending nowadays, do they? It's what it's what the it's what the teams would and what obviously he scored some important goals in the Champions League, but. He's not one of the best defenders in going. No, he? just he doesn't. He's probably one of shit houseery and um, and goals. Yeah, he's just he's, he's just he's just a very he's a very important defender, and I think that's the difference between especially when we talk about your likes of Puyol and and others. I mean, if you just talk pure defensive qualities, he's he's not even in the conversation. Um, what he is is a leader, a shite house, and a good good attacking threat in the last minute of Champions League games. <laughs> but I think Puyol's just, he's play, as you say, he's probably like the last of that generation, you know, the before social media and all the, the shithouse that they properly come in. Um, so, no, I, yeah, I've no objection to that pick whatsoever, you cheeky little shite. <laughs> but I, I think I could harbour a guess at your last centre, your next centre back. It's between it's between two for me, and it depends on how Liverpool you go. It's, it's either going to be Sammy Appiah or Jamie Carragher. Both wrong. Oh, Danny Agger. See, I didn't think you would pick him. I love Danny Agger. Yes. Uh, I don't know if this is just a left-footed fetish because I, lo- I love Sacco and stuff like that, but I, just love, <laughs> I love Danny Agger. Just the fact that he used to he used to make football look so effortless. Like, obviously he had his injury problems and stuff like that, but back when, back before that, in the, like in 2006-ish, 2007, he, he just used to just get the ball and just do whatever. Like, he was brilliant at passing. He could run into midfield. He scored one worldie and then thought he could do it every game, and I loved that. <laughs> probably not at the time. <laughs> if I was myself now, I'd probably hate that. But uh, back then, just watching him just stroll about 40 yards and then just have a dig from about 50 yards, it was just like, yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> that, that he, he just 
he just reminded me of like a FIFA player playing playing uh, against one of his mates, but he knows he's better, and he just have a run with a player and just have a dig from distance. And he, I just loved him, uh, and the fact that he was so good. Um, probably, pro- I probably didn't appreciate his defending till later on. Probably when Kenny managed us, and you saw the impact he had on players around him. Like, remember, I know, I know, we sat deep and it was pretty boring and horrendous, but you saw the difference Danny Aga made to the team when uh, when we had that good defensive record under Kenny and. Um, he, he he made Skirtle acceptable, for God's sake. He made Man City nearly pay 20-odd million for Martin Skirtle. <laughs> Good God. Um, but Danny Agra, I just loved him. He, he just was such an elegant player in, in, in a time when big, fuggish centre-backs were still about. I know, I know Ferdinand and Vidic could play football, but they they were just big, horrible bastards as well. Whereas Danny Agra, was, he, he, could, he could do that. He was physical, but he, just, he used to just stroll out and he was such a good footballer, more he could defend as well. But just having that footballer ability, he's kind of like not opposite to Puyol, but uh, he he was a bit of both, and I love that, and I love that. And um, it's just unfortunate how injured he got in, uh, at Liverpool, and obviously the way it ended with Brendan, it, it doesn't sell it from him. But I mean, it, it wasn't a good start for Brendan when he was falling out with such a loved player, wasn't it? But um, no, I, I love Danny Aga, and uh, he should be involved with the club a bit more, I think. Yeah, I, I I agree wholeheartedly. He's probably my favourite Liverpool defender of all time. Um, taking out Alberto Moreno and Mamadou Sacco. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's... Do you know what for me that got to him straight away? It was the fact that he was a tattoo artist. You know, a professional yeah. tattooist. Covered in tattoos. He looked like a hard bastard. Um well, he was, to be fair. Um, yeah. scored, scored some good goals, scored an important goal. But as you say, he was just solid at back. Um, and you just wish if, if there was no injuries, like the, the career he could have had for us and even the, the maybe the fortunes would have changed for us. Mm. You think like, about that left side back then when it was Aurelio and Aga. And it was like, oh, oh God, why couldn't you just play 38 games? <laughs> Can you imagine if he had just been fit that 08-09 season? Yeah. You know, you just you just wonder if he if he'd managed to play that whole season fully fit. Um, I mean, the team we had at the time. Just it wasn't just defensive. Obviously, he was a better defender than um, Skirtle as well. But he obviously had Carragher there, who was who was a leader and the voice and stuff like that. But Carragher did love to boot it upfield, whereas Agger wouldn't do that. Um, he he kind of attack as well. He'd he'd, he'd start attacks and stuff like where Carragher wouldn't. Um, so having Carragher and Skirtle, it was like oh god, <laughs> Tony <Yeah>. Pierce football. Importantly, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was especially when we, we had we had happier prior, mm. um, and then obviously moving into Agar and then the, the as you say the Agar walking out from defence, you know, just that ten yard stroll forward when he got the ball from the goalkeeper. Um, and then just playing like I don't know how many times he would set like a Riera or a Torres or you know just just those little passes even getting Gerard free into the space at that time yeah. and just those 15 yard passes splitting the, the opponent's midfield if we could get some space rather than as you say the Carragher punt to the corner and let's chase it down and run to the halfway line as quick as we can and I, I, I don't think Hagar, Hagar, which is unfortunate, I'll ever go down and remembered as the 
as they clearly should in Liverpool fans' minds, just purely because of injuries and obviously, you know, I, I picked Hippie up purely because of the, the, the Champions League one. Um, and I was at the game when he scored the, the Juventus goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was like selective memory, but he didn't win anything big, you know. No, I got two thousand such a shame, isn't it? The yeah, League. the, yeah. the two thousand seven, and then obviously how close we got the eight and nine league. Um, so we were close a couple of times when he was part of the the squad team, and I think that's as you said before, that's what people seem to memorise now when you're talking about defenders. Um, is what they win, what clubs they're part of, and, and it's a shame Agar won't go down as the the player he should do. He's got some big goals. I think it was West Ham is one world he came against. Uh, but was it that? Was it Chelsea? Was it in all seven? The Chelsea goal off the uh, caught off the free kick cross thing. I know he yep. scored in that mad four all, uh, but wasn't there another one where he scored the winning goal? I can't remember which year. Yeah, scored. Um... He scored a back heel against Benfica in Europe. Oh, God, I'm going to have to uh, that. Oh, it was, it was wonderful. That um, must have been 2006. No, no, this is... I want to say... Uh, it was later on. Mm. Later on in his career. Have a look at it. It was definitely against Benfica. I don't know what competition, but it was definitely in Europe. Um, he scored against Man United when we beat them 2-1. Um, and then he scored in Europe the week after that as well. Um, but he was just... We played a lot of games with him against Man United, I remember, and keeping clean sheets or, down, you know, winning games. It was the time, also we kind of had Man United's number. Yeah. The 8, 9, 10 type seasons. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I just loved him. And the fact that, he, as I said, the year never walk alone, tattooed his knuckles. Um, he got the club, didn't he? he, he yeah, got it. yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, and I mean, that's... Uh, I, I had Dirk Coyte in my team. Um and he'll go down as one of arguably one of my favourite players of ever, like of all time. Um, and I'd always have him in an eleven, purely because he got the club. And and Agar's another one like that, you know. And it's nice to see um, when when players come in, especially in today's game, where it is about money. Mm. Like, like we, let's not kid ourselves. Like if, he, he could have won well, Barcelona when Barcelona were tops on the road. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's a shame the way he'll be remembered, I think. Um, but I think the knowledgeable and the, the sensible Liverpool fans all always respect Agar and appreciate what he did. Like, when you're talking Premier League 11s for Liverpool, I think he's, he, he's got to be up there for getting in the team. I mean, he's, like, as much as Carragher won lots and will always be remembered, especially in, the, in by Scousers, like, Agar was a better defender. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably agree. I mean, maybe I'm a bit more of a modern football fan where you can appreciate the whole package. But Carragher, he, again, he was kind of a bit of a throwback where he'd die, he'd die on his feet before he'd let someone have a corner, wouldn't he? Yeah, whereas that was... But I love again, them both. I love them and both. And absolutely. But, I mean, Carragher having to dive in like that is down to poor defending originally. Yeah. Um, whereas Agar, you didn't see Agar having to do that because... The only time I've seen him dive in when he tried to win the Torres. <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved at the time. After that elbow in the face. Um, I think that was the only game I hated Torres. After that, I just started feeling sorry and then back in love with him. So... Is that because he turned out to be a bit crap for Chelsea? <laughs> yeah, so I didn't, care. I didn't care in the end. 
it still broke my heart when he left. I've ne- I've, and I've never I tried not to love a player again, but yeah, unfortunately, Emery Chan and Moreno came along. <laughs> but ah, yes. oh, yeah, let's we'll, we'll move off Agar though. Now, so is it two defensive midfielders or two central midfielders? I wouldn't call them defensive. <laughs> uh, for, for formation purposes, let's say defensive, but they're not. <laughs> uh, right, well, let's just call them centre midfielder. Yeah, let's just call them centre. Um, right. I'll start with the one that isn't captain, and it's Xabi Alonso. Yeah. Um, I mean, knew nothing of him when he joined because I was literally a sperm cell still. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I mean, what an impact he left on the club. I mean, in 2005, he obviously... Uh, well, there was, a, there was that thing where Rafa was apparently looking, or was looking to replace him with Gareth Barry, and then... I don't know if that fueled him or whatever, but then he just kind of went, no, I'm going to become the best deep midfielder in the world, <laughs> and, and went on to do so. But it, it's a weird one. Um, at his time, he was Liverpool. He was obviously loved by all of us as, as Liverpool fans and stuff like that. And I think there was that moment in, was it pre-season when they started chanting his name, uh, when all that Gareth Barry nonsense started. And I think he said he, he, that's one of the moments he made proper made him fall in love with Liverpool. I'm, I'm sure Istanbul helps, but he didn't really get the global recognition recognition he deserved till he went to Real Madrid, till he went to Bayern Munich, did he? But at his time at Liverpool, he was such a special mid, uh, uh, player for us, and obviously Istanbul and stuff like that. But again, he similarly to Aga, he got the club all the, completely, and uh, I think he's fell in love with it pretty quickly but um, no I, I love Xabi Alonso I mean probably didn't appreciate him when I was 10 or 11 but towards 08 or 09 I mean you just looked at him and I was like yeah I, I love the bloke 100% and he's one of the few players who got better and better by age yeah um, there was a debate on Twitter who's the greatest Spaniard to play in the Premier League David Silva or Xabi Alonso now the fact that we're having that conversation mm. When Silva go down as one of the most wonderfully talented attacking players, yet there's a debate over who's the better uh, that or a deep lying midfielder. Yeah. Like that shows how far the, the football fan has become. Um, now Gav again, bringing back to Gav, who's the Barcelona fan, hates Madrid, um, has Alonso down as the best spine I've ever play. Um, and I think that kind of says a lot. I mean, that's a Barcelona fan who uh, he was. Always, I think when I first met Gav, Alonso was still playing for Madrid. And Gav used to like whoosh over him, you know. Just he's just such a wonderful player. And I think once he left Liverpool, was when the as you say the world took took notice of him, um, because he then he stepped his game up to the next level and became Real Madrid's best player, um, most consistent. And that was a team with Ronaldo in it. Yeah. Ronaldo scoring sixty goals a season. Yeah, Alonso was still getting made as the best. Who was the best, most consistent player in that team? Um, and then obviously going on to Bayern Munich and then even played centre-back. Um, it kind of said how much trouble Bayern got defensively that they could afford to play Alonso there. Um, but just if you're picking a deep midfield player um, to play that, you know, to play that footballing role, um, which we obviously had the luxury to do having Mascarano beside them, um, that's, that's like the perfect combination, isn't it, those two? Like you've got the one tackler, and Alonso had that bat snide about him as well. Oh, yeah, he was a horrible bastard when he wanted to be. The yeah. only bad thing about picking Alonso is, 
that Mascarano hasn't retired yet, so I can pick him. That's the yes. only thing. Yeah, because I think Mascarano, I mean, you'd be the same as me. I think we'd probably change our three to that three. Yeah. Um, from well, I I wouldn't have one. Um, yeah, who I, who I'll assume, yeah, who I'll assume is your captain. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I I wouldn't have that one. I would swap that one with Zidane. But like that three was the best three in the world. I mean, do you want to just mention who your who your next one is and your captain for everyone, and then we'll just discuss them together along with this three. Jay Spears, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Steven Gerrard. Um, oh God, uh, just a player who I I grew up with. Kind of saw him turn it into that. From well, well, when he was number seventeen, I know he was twenty-eight before that, but I saw him when he was number seventeen as as that mad kid who just did mad stuff and eventually just turned into the captain of the club and then turned into one of the best players. If not, I know there was that the thing with Kaka and I know it was probably that gap between Zidane and Messi and Ronaldo. Um, there was Kaka, there was Gerard, there was Lampard and stuff like that, and Ronaldinho. Um, but Gerard for me, just the best player I've ever seen play football for Liverpool. Um, over a long period, I know Luis Suarez had his madness, but <laughs> you know. Uh, but Gerard for me is just the most important person who's who's played for for the club I love. Um, probably made one of the factors that made me fall in love with football and fall in fall in love with Liverpool. He he was just everything. Um, I know. For some reason, you don't like him. For some reason, Ali, but he's such an important player in in my in my football loving life. He's just just so brilliant. Just so I brilliant. Think, yeah, I mean, you got into football seriously, like not not got into it, but I mean, like your your two thousand and five was like your pinnacle. Remembering Liverpool year, and and how can you not love Gerard if you know you've seen him from from there? Um, I just. Fortunately or unfortunately, we look at seen seen better players prior to that, um, and then and even obviously the latter in his career he got he, he hung around that too long. Um, yeah, it's weird. If, if if someone but, a new Liverpool fan jumped in on those last two, well, more so fourteen fifteen. It was like you're watching a shot like not even a shadow. Like it is literally. A disgusting imitation, isn't it? So. Yeah, he just couldn't evolve. Like yeah. I, I, I was, I had Ryan on, on as I say, the first show. Um, Ryan's a Chelsea fan, um, so inevitably had Lampard. So obviously the discussion came up Lampard v Gerrard, as it always does. Um, and I think the best way to describe it, Gerrard in his early years was miles, miles ahead of Lampard as a footballer. Uh-huh. Um, but as they got older, obviously it was the same progression. Lampard became a better, well, not became a better footballer, just kept evolving. You know, changed his game that bit better. Um, whereas Gerard seemingly, he just couldn't do it. Um, and whether it was just because his legs had gone. Um, but, I mean, he's part of that, as we said just before, he's part of that, that midfield three, which was the best midfield in the world. Like, yeah. It wasn't just a song. Um, I, I, I can't think of a better three. No, no, no. The, well, I mean, it was them, and then it was Busquets, Iniesta, Xavi, wasn't it? It was them three. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say I know every European club of the late two thousand, <laughs> but uh, but two thousand and eight or nine, that was just perfect. That midfield was just perfect. It, it was everything. And, that uh, spine that we had that year, you know, yeah. the the Carragher, Carragher, Scott, Agar, 
mm. you know, two of the three, um, Mascarano, Alonso, Gerard, and Torres, um, with Pepe Reina, who was, yeah. who was up there as one of the best goalkeepers in the world that season as well. Mm. Um, it was, how we didn't win the league that year was, was criminal. Um, and it makes me believe we'll never win the league ever, ever, ever again. <laughs> that was every time Liverpool are good. There's someone who's generationally good, and we came up against the best, probably the best team in Premier League history because they yeah. were in the league three years in a row. And that's just stupid. But Florent Makeda. Yeah, that's that's who that lost the league. Some, that was some voodoo bullshit. That like how how is the player who now <laughs> plays League Two, um, scoring important goals in last minute Premier League games to win them games? <laughs> Yeah. That Ferguson should be jailed for whatever voodoo stuff he put on. Um, he should definitely be trialled as a witch or some some bullshit. Especially when you see how far they've fallen. Yeah. Like since he's left. Um, he won a league with like Tom Cleverley and stuff. How the hell do you do that? Yes. Let's get off there. But yeah, I mean it's. It's not even that I dislike Gerard. Like, let's not let's not make it out. Because especially if anybody who Anfield Index like followers or that listen to this, I'm just going to get abuse everywhere. But like, I've I've not hid from the fact that I I just think he's not overrated as such. But he's just I think it was just more the end of his career. Like, yeah. 2005. Yeah. And he's talked about it as a, such a lot. Do you know if it wasn't for all the like the media, the the loyal one club thingy, like let's not get us out. If we didn't win the Champions League in two thousand five, who's got to Chelsea? Yeah, I was you know, even naive then, so I don't he, really care. <laughs> no, I, 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 absolutely. But you know, it's it's the little things like that you, that people talk about. That oh, he's just Liverpool. No, he, he was going to Chelsea. Like if if you turn around and say that, he can still be a Liverpool fan. But if you turn around and admit that, like I, I'm okay with that. Um, and then obviously the slip, um, and it's my bitterness towards him that I still curse him for that. There's no like Sacco's on the ball, a football in centre half. He doesn't need to be there to take the ball. It's not Scuttle. You know, yeah, I, bl- I blame Brendan for that because it's easy. Yeah, that's because we don't like Brendan. That's fine. You don't have to now live with him. I have to go to games where they sing about him. <laughs> um, I'm uh, quite give, happy. Give it a couple of months, we'll hit him. Don't uh, uh, I don't know. Like, I, they're, it's like they're brainwashed. Um, yeah, we loved him after 13-14. Yeah, but I, these guys, like the Celtic fans, there's 60,000 people chanting for the board to get out of the club and uh, keep Brendan. Uh, <laughs> like, I reckon the board's just seen what he did with the money at Liverpool and decided, nah, I'm not giving you any more. We'll give you a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, like we seen what you did up there, um, <laughs> but like I can sing for for eight, eight, eight five minutes a game when I go to Celtic games, and then when they when they sing that one Brendan Rodgers song that he's going to be there, I was like, nah, sit down. <laughs> I'm the only one in the ground sitting down. I refuse to sing his name. You need to make uh, up a song about the board. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, you're like you 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 won't be the first. You're not the last. Gerard will be in. Even non-Liverpool fans team um, that he'll go down as one of, if not the greatest midfielder in Premier League history. Um, Rightfully so. Yeah. Well, it's weird because I kind of agree. I don't think he... I've got him in centre-mid in this one. But his best years were right mid in 
2006-7 and kind of is that number 10 in the later years, wasn't it? So I don't... Yeah. I think Rafa just came a bit too late for him. Yeah, and, and, and let's be fair, that's where my hatred, well, people's claiming of my hatred of Gerrard comes from. Gerrard just doesn't get my team because I don't know where you'd play him. Yeah. Because there's better set of midfielders than Steven Gerrard's. Yeah, I mean, if you, it's weird because you kind of classify it as a number 10 now, but he was kind of like that. He was, what, he was what great. What we call yeah. an advanced eight nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. He, he was that. And uh, I kind of agree. Yeah, wasn't, look, he, he needed a, that. a peak Steven Gerrard would have been unbelievable in today's game. Like, yeah. with a, a deeper player and then a, a normal eight and then that more advanced eight. You know, that 13-14, that, that Henderson role. Mm. A Pete Gerrard would have thrived in that role. Well, imagine him doing well. What Milner and Ox are doing this last year, where he kind of yeah, you're playing as yeah. like a fake right winger and a, a number eight. It's like he's perfect with that because he could he could do everything in an attacking sense. I know he, he played right back and stuff like that, but like he didn't, he wasn't great defensively. Let's be fair. I mean, if, if no, it was if it was a tackle or something like that, that's fair enough. But he, like he didn't. He didn't want to track people. But, but even then, his tackling was so rash. Yeah. You know, he just... Yeah, of course, it's brilliant. I remember when he smashed Herrera? <laughs> Got set off after 47 <laughs> seconds. How good... I, I was devastated at the time, as everyone was. But looking back, I mean, who wouldn't want to smash Herrera? We, didn't, we, did, we did get... Didn't we get a Benteco when I kick in that game, though? Yeah, but we did lose 3-1. <laughs> yeah, no, but at least Benteco scored a goal. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll move off this. We'll move off the Gerard. Um, I mean, captain for obvious reasons. Like, I mean, we don't even need to go into why the captain. He's yeah, yeah. he's known as a captain. You know, he was captain of the club, country. Um, I'm a Liverpool fan. There, that's why. And my dislike of Gerard is now um, justified as well. Now to see who he's managing, just we'll leave that there and move on. Um, so are we the second two are we going attacking midfielders yeah let's call them both attacking midfielders right Um, I'll start with probably the more obvious one because I've mentioned him a couple of times is Ronaldinho he's he's probably the first superstar I've came across because I I was kind of a bit too young for like Zidane and stuff like that And, and Ronaldinho is just he must be one of the most entertaining footballers in the history of the game. Just the mad, just the absolute mad stuff he did on the pitch. Especially that Barcelona time. I know he went on to AC Milan and stuff like that, but those Barcelona years. I mean, you just—he's just a human highlight reel, and it's just absolutely mad. I, I talked earlier about that 2002 um, Brazil team and how that was probably one of my first influences in terms of football. Um, he, he's a big part of that because he—he he was just. He's just mental, and I love him. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to go down as one of the most popular players of all time. Mm. Like, nobody dislikes Ronaldinho. Like, you, no. you can find for any other player in the world, I think, somebody who doesn't like them, for one reason or another. But nobody dislikes Ronaldinho. Real Madrid fans love him. They hate to play against him, but they loved him. Um, you know, English fans, even after that goal, loved it. you seen yourself, you celebrated the goal. Um, I don't think Chelsea fans love it, like him, but that, 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 that makes it better, doesn't it? <laughs> I think you'll find, apart from apart from the the, the Nazi loving racist ones, um, you'll find they yeah, probably they, do. They they don't like him for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, but I think they're still uh, looking back now. They may be bitter towards him, but they'll still love him as 
yeah. as a player. Um, and I don't like. How can you not love a player who plays with a smile? Um, I didn't have Ronaldinho. I I picked a player who you're probably you won't obviously have seen much of, but I picked JJ Acocha. Um, Ronaldinho was still playing when I did my first ever team, and I and I said JJ Acocha was the closest player, not on the same level, but I seen play the same way as Ronaldinho. You know, just played with flair, made the game look effortless, played with a smile. Um, and Ronaldinho was just special. And I mean, you you probably watched him on YouTube. But I remember like the Nike ads. Seen, I think I've seen JJ Okocha live, to be honest. How oh, have you? Oh, I that's. So. I think it, I can't I, like. I think he was. I can't remember, but I think he was playing because I went to the Riverside. Obviously, I'm from I'm from near Middlesbrough. Yeah. School trip. One of the games was against Bolton. Bolton. I think I think I've seen him live. But I'd, I'd have to double check that because it would yeah. probably be one of my first memories if it was. But yeah, I mean, I he, he was wonderful. Like, I mean, yeah, and really we was. always mentioned that. We always bring up that Bolton team. Every person I bring on, there's some, there's always a player that's mentioned um, that results back to that Bolton team. Um, but uh, the, the, the Nike adverts with Ronald Dio, the, the YouTube well. clips of him, yeah, changing his boots and clipping it off the bar and, you know, just... <laughs> He's, he's probably the most, I, I don't want to say this like this sounds like a negative, but he could have achieved so much more in the game um, had he not liked the party lifestyle of it. Mm. Um, Would he have been the same player, though? This if is it, what I always bring up. If he was just a focused machine, would he be this lovable player? Yeah, I think the whole point what made him good was the natural, just play football for fun. He never, it never seemed like a job to him. He just turned up and played. I can imagine he was a nightmare for managers to get him to, to, to train to a decent level. And see why Pep doesn't like him. <laughs> yeah, like, but I think every club probably needs somebody like, like a Ronaldinho. I mean, pretty much Spain took Pepe Reina to international tournaments purely because of what he was like in the dressing room. Because um, he wasn't even number two a lot of the time. And yeah, I think yeah. Ronnie didn't have the ability, but I think even probably at the end of his career, when he, he probably shouldn't have, um, they probably still taken him because it's just fun to have around. Maybe not for the youngsters when he's taking up the bars at <laughs> five in the morning. But oh, what a wonderful play. It's just making me smile. Um, I don't know if you, you probably have seen it on YouTube. Yeah. Do you remember? So many careers. <laughs> Do, do you remember the, the overhead kick he scored when he chested the ball up to himself, turned his whole body around and yeah. overhead kicked it? I mean, that was special. I mean, when we the, the, the flicks and tricks when he's flicking it one way and putting it through. Remember him at Celtic Park? I can't remember what defender it was, um, but he, he, it was the first time we'd seen him do that when he flicks his foot one way and, and the same movement, flicks it around the other way. Mm. Put it through the defender's legs and defender's just like, oh, well. Um, just wonderful. It's just a shame he never really played against Liverpool, did he? To my memory, did he play in two thousand? I can't remember. No, no. No, I just. He, I don't, I don't know. Never really I, the only time I seen him live. Yeah. It's Celtic. Um, so I don't know if I just didn't go to the game. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Oops. Was he at Barcelona in two thousand six? Or was he still at Milan? No, he was at Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. Must have done it. Yeah, he must have played. He must have played against us when when Bellamy won. Yeah, uh, he must have done. 
But we've we've never really crossed swords with Barcelona that much in my in my lifetime, which is the only game I can remember is that that Bellamy yeah. recent one. Yeah. Yeah, when you about it, um, like oh, what a wonderful player. Just just makes you smile thinking about him. You know, you Absolutely. go back to like the YouTube clips that you've seen and um, the the Jojo Jojo Benega, mm. like all the adverts on YouTube and from the time. Um, and obviously the hair and the teeth, he was always that, you know, had that, he had the distinct look. He didn't like blend in. Not, ma- not many good players are like beautiful bastards, are they? <laughs> oh, damn. Back, back, back then. Back then. <laughs> yeah. I, it's different now. Yeah, back and then, that's true. A bit fugly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, uh, you, there's, there's no argument here. <laughs> uh, I think, I think Ronaldinho will be one of the most picked players. Um, yeah, especially now that he's retired. I mean, when we did the original series of this, he wasn't quite retired. Um, I think he'd gone to play in Brazil for a while. So I was like, no, you could pick him, and it's so frustrating because everybody wanted him. Um, but I think now that he's that he's free, I think a lot of people will, will definitely have him there, or definitely an honourable mention between him and someone else. Has to be. Yeah. Right, who's the, the second attacking midfielder of this? This might be slightly cheating because he was kind of a striker, but Dennis Bergkamp. Uh, no, I I had him as an attacking midfielder. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did change him for Dirk Coy. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'll give you that. Yeah. So the reason I've picked him, I, I I've kind of hinted obviously I, growing up, it was my maturing of football was like the early 2000s and stuff like that and the Arsenal back then were the team like two I know man you probably won more and stuff like that but that Arsene Wenger team of 2001 to, to the Invincibles in 2003 slash 4 that's probably some of the best teams I've seen um, and Den- Dennis Bergkamp I mean again I said it against Ronaldinho Bergkamp's just an absolute highlight reel I probably didn't see him in his prime which is unfortunate in, in the, the late 90s and stuff like that and I, I didn't really see the Dutch team when he was doing madnesses and stuff like that but that then that goal against Newcastle where he flicks it round him yeah, Jesus yeah. How, how, how do you do that how does a human being think to do that I, I mean I've tried it mucking about um, just try to flick it around like a post and turn like that. Yeah. To, to, to do that in a in a pressure situation, you know. Where, I couldn't think about mm, doing that on FIFA. Never mind on a football pitch. Just wonder. Just what a wonderful player. Like, just such a again, just made the game look effortless. Yeah. You know, the game was played. It doesn't matter. The game could have been a hundred mile an hour. As soon as the ball went down, it was like, no, everybody plays at my level now. You stop. Yeah. I, think, I think one of the things for me is that he just looks like a normal bloke. Like you look at people like Vieira, for example, of a similar gener- of a similar time. He was a, a machine. He, he was like seven foot tall machine. Dennis Perkamp just looks like a bloke you'd probably meet in a pub. <laughs> yeah, and it, even like he did. He was just like that, like a very. You know what? He, it sounds really good, but he's like a stereotypical Dutchman. Like as you say, yes. you go you go over to Holland and you go to any pub or any restaurant, and that's the guy that you're going to meet. You know, they look nothing special about him until he touched the football. <laughs> and even then, ninety percent of the time, 
like everything he did was simple. Um, and he just produced those moments of madness. And I think that's what made him so good. Absolutely. I mean, it's just a shame I'm not a bit older, so I could appreciate it a bit more. But, I mean, that the the Invincible teams especially is probably one, the, the best team I've seen in, in my life. It's... Um, Oh, he's just, I, could, I could probably just put that team out and people would understand. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I'm surprised no one has. Um, yeah. Especially Arsenal fans. Sorry about that. The daughter comes into the room swagging on a YouTube or a phone. <laughs> Got a love podcasting. Um, but, yeah, like, if you speak to Andy Wales, there's nobody will, like, lull over Dennis Bergkamp more than Andy. Mm. Um he, he he absolutely loves the man and and rightly so. Um, just I think when you think of the Arsenal team, unfortunately, and I mean I could be wrong, but I think in the fan base he's probably going to go down as one of the the least appreciated. Um, when you think of obviously the Invincibles team, the the Henri's, the Vieiras, um, whereas Bergkamp was was the one. I mean Henri might go down as the best player in the Premier League of all time. Um, but Bergkamp's just talent, ability, and it was just special. Yeah, it's just it's kind of weird on this because not all the players I I love have retired, which I imagine is the same issue for for other people as well. But for someone who I've probably only seen a year or two of to leave such a a remarkable impact on me it just I think that's probably enough justification to have him in there it's like I've probably only seen one maybe two years max of Dennis Bergkamp and I just think well he's bloody magic <laughs> I think that says more about the player as well the fact yeah. that you've seen so little of him um, but can have him in and, and made such an impact mm. um, I mean obviously the, the whole not flying thing probably <laughs> probably obviously cost Arsenal probably European titles um, in that year, but also just probably didn't give Bergkamp the you know the credit he deserved on the world scene as well, because he wasn't doing it so much in Europe, you know, because he had to to travel by bus, by car, everywhere. And mm. it better when you look back and Stuart Pearce was calling him like a waste of money and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clips like that are hysterical. Oh, I mean, we spoke on the the Ryan show, and there was a, a there was a fan forum speaking to Harry Redknapp about Frank Lampard, saying that they should yeah, they, they should they should be, yeah they should be playing like some random jobber, um, and Lampard's not good enough. He shouldn't get the other team, um, and then you look on at their careers, and you're like, ah, what a dick. That well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you wonder why Frank Lampard <laughs> celebrated against West Ham all the time? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, he's got no respect for the club. Yeah, he's one dick still. Fuck oh, off. <laughs> he jump, he jump at the first opportunity he got. Um, but Berka, oh, what a wonderful player! Another one, like your two attacking midfielders, just when I think of them, just make me smile. You know, you you think back to moments, and um, unfortunately, Henri does that to me as well. Um, even like when he embarrassed like Carragher and scored against. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so let I tell you what, let's let's stop it. Let's give me your first striker, then, guy. Well, it's Thierry Henry. <laughs> Oh, what? There's there's so many moments he punished Liverpool, but I, looking back, I just I can't hate him. He used to terrorise us, and do you remember the the Gerard back pass goal? 
Yeah. That's probably yeah. one of the ones that stuck with me against Liverpool. I hate, I bloody hate that moment, but <laughs> it, it stuck with me. Um, but no, I, I can't hate Thierry Henry. He just seems like quite a, a, a likable guy. And I know he stopped doing media work because he wants to become a manager and stuff like that. But I did, I genuinely enjoyed listening. I didn't always agree with him, obviously, the same with anyone. But he just seemed, it was quite easy to listen to, and he seemed like a genuine nice guy. And he just seemed like a laugh, and I know loads of Ireland people will bloody hate him for, for the handball and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm not Irish. But I, I just, you just watched him, and he, he's one of those players who just did stuff that you just think, what? <laughs> How? Like that flick up, I think it was against Man United, the flick up goal. <laughs> Flicking volley into Barthes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, what? <laughs> what stuff you watch. Yeah, it's stuff you wouldn't even do in a computer game, that. You know, it's. Yeah. It was yeah. It was just do you know what made me like Thierry Henry the most? He, he was always complimentary about Anfield, about the players, and about mm. the fans. He seems um, to really love us. Yeah. Um, uh, us, I always had a glimmer of hope that we could get him. <laughs> get him now. Just get him. Yeah. <laughs> he could be back up to Firmino right now. I'd, I'd take it. But he, as you see, he just comes across as a nice guy. Um, like Ireland fans need to get a grip. If Robbie Keane had done that to France, would there be such a hump and haw? No. Shut up. Get on with it. Um, <laughs> like, the, the fact that the, the, the drama over that goal was ridiculous. Um, Two of you can't win. Um, Henri was just a genius. And there's, there's a lot of talk about talking about it. I don't know where, where it's come from on, um, on Twitter just now about who's the best players in the Premier League and all that. And, Henry has to go down as, and definitely Premier League era, as the, the greatest striker of all time. Possibly the greatest player that the Premier League's seen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people probably, some people probably point to Shearer's scoring record, but you think how Henry was in there. And he came in as a youngster as well, and I think. A field winger. He, he might be third now to Rooney, um, I think. But I think. Henri's goal-scoring record in the time he was here, as you said, as he came in as a winger for God's sake. He, yeah. It's just, it's scary how good he was. And as soon as, as soon as Wenger, or as soon as Wenger found a spot for him, or well, if he had matured or whatever, he just was there ever a scare in that in that time period? Was there a scarier footballer to, to come up against in the Premier League? No. 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 Not, the, not the, at all. The only person I've ever had. The fear over, um, especially in recent years, was like a Drogba, like Pete Drogba worried. Yeah, Pete Drogba worried. Now he's not even on the level of of Henri. No. But, but you know, but Pete Drogba had that fear factor that you knew if he wanted to could do what he wanted. But Henri had that all the time. There was never peaks. It was just you knew when you got Henri, something was going to happen. Mm. Um, I mean that invincible era time. Um, he was just fast. He was strong, skillful. He's he's that finesse finish. Very early, the laces were through. It was always that nice finesse finish. Um, and it, I get another, another one. Quite played with a smile. You know, he, he he just had that. You know, that really smile, boy next door look. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
thing is, all, all these players we say play with a smile. They had a horrible side as well. I mean, especially Henri. <laughs> he could he could battle with people. I mean, there's those famous games against United where he got heated and stuff like that. But he, he could he could give it as well. He could take it. It's just, that's, what I, that's what I like about some players. Some people come into the Premier League and it's a bit... Or probably more so back then. It's a bit less that now, but back then you had you had horrible bastards like Roy Keane ending careers. <laughs> but uh, foreign players just came in and it was obvious it was sink or swim time, wasn't it? And he well, he he swimmed. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely the shark. You know, there was nobody yeah. there was nobody eating him. And as you see, when you think of that rivalry with United at the time, um, there was nothing nice about it. Um, Absolutely. And he still manages to flick a ball up and hit a volley against Fabio Martes, who was one of the best keepers in the world. as well. <laughs> one time. Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine going to the next international tournament? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, he just, it's just special, wasn't he? Just, um, I mean, his goal scoring record. It's, it's, when you think of, when you talk about Henri, his goal scoring record is not even something that comes into it. And I think that says a lot about the player, that he wasn't just a striker. And he was he modernised the way the number nine should be because he didn't he played off the left, you know, and he and he played he made the space through the middle because he played so wide coming in. The the thing he did I love the thing he did like free kicks and he always stood five yards offside, trying to get it defender's head and it worked. You know, somebody would always drop deep and just gave Arsenal that. He was just such a clever, such an intelligent player. Yeah. He's- he is a, he's a blueprint from I mean you see Mbappe now who's obviously fantastic, but Henri everyone's trying to find the next Henri. I mean we had it with like Ryan Babel, didn't we? Uh, I, love, <laughs> I like I like Babel as well. But he, he's so, just... so is that your next pick, Ryan Babel? No, he's not retired. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> he can't still be playing, surely. Yeah, he got the Champions League quarterfinals or something last oh, year. Oh Christ. It's a shit task, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, he's just a... T- you think, you just say Premier League striker, I mean, you'd probably have to think about him. Maybe the older generation would think Shearer, but maybe just go, yep, Henry. Yeah, I mean, Shearer will remember, his goals were phenomenal. He was big in, uh, for England. He won the league, obviously, with Blackburn. Um, but he was never a great footballer. And he, he was never longevity. he had longevity more than anything, didn't he? He, he was never a likable guy. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you see longevity. I mean, he was always going to have. He didn't move come the end of his career, so he was always going to have good longevity. You know, his legs were never going to go because he never had them yeah. in the first place. Where Henri probably outstayed what he should have done. Um, kind of says a lot about him as well. I mean, he should have been finished probably with the tackles he he was receiving week in week out. Um, a bit like Messi does now, um, you know, he, he takes a beating and gets back up. Yeah, yeah, I, I loved him. I, I loved him and hated him at the same time. But now, now it's, it's obviously long past that. He, he doesn't scare me every time he's on the pitch. Um, so that, that's it's just it, it. It's hard to pick out so so many moments, but. Someone with that level of fear factor. For so, I was a kid at the time. It's like, oh, God. well, just ask, just ask Carragher. You know, like, yeah. Especially, obviously, we're going to talk Liverpool side of things more than anything. Also, who we support and what he did to Carragher was just, jeez, 
Just, I mean, and we're talking about Carragher as one of our, our you know, most... like a hand, headstand or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, nearly every game, Carragher seemed to get isolated with him um, over at the right centre-back position. And like Henri was too fast, too skillful, too intelligent, too everything for him. Um, and I think I think they even brought it up on you know in Sky a lot of mm, times. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they had a bit of a giggle with it because um, Carragher was hey, on. He was talking about how dirty he was, and Carragher's like, "How could it be dirty? I never got anywhere near you." Yet. <laughs> oh, um, but as you say, now that you, there's no rivalry there, you you can just fully appreciate what a wonderful player um, Henri was. You've picked 10 players so far. Now, at the start, you said this was Liverpool heavy. You've only picked four Liverpool players. It's not even half. Yeah, this next one's not Liverpool one either, but I, I was I did want a bit more Liverpool heavy, like I had Aurelio and stuff like that, in, and then I thought, maybe it's too Liverpool heavy. <laughs> that, um, well, I, I always say, like, if, you, if you're being honest, and you're only picking your favourite players, you're going to pick a full 11 of the team you support. Yeah. Because right? that's who you've watched the most, that mean the most... But it would just kind of be a boring conversation. So yeah, you always look to the other players that you did appreciate and love and moments and that as well, so as you say. But would you I think if you're... Be, well, I'm sure we would, but would you be like talking like Maxi Rodriguez right now? <laughs> oh, well, Maxi no. Maxi Rodriguez was brilliant. Yeah, and a great song as well. <laughs> right, so you said your last player isn't a Liverpool player. So hmm. who's your last striker? Ronaldo. Ah, Cristiano's signed for Juventus, though, so that's not allowed. No. The, the, <laughs> the original Ronaldo. <laughs> Again, it's kind of it's kind of similar with Bergkamp. I kind of caught him towards the end of his career. I mean, I obviously missed the Barcelona stuff where he was just a freak. Uh, and I think 2002 was after his injuries where he wasn't the same. But he was still... That World Cup, as I said one of the first um, influencers and yeah he, he was just a freak he just seemed to he just seemed to score all types of goals whenever I saw him and unfortunately he's got this tag as like Fat Ronaldo now and stuff like that but back then he obviously wasn't in peak condition even then but he just had one of these knacks of scoring every time I saw him he was just an absolute freak and um, it's just a shame, as I, as I said with Bergkamp, it's just a shame I'm, a bit, I'm not a bit older, so I, I couldn't see him in, in his peak years. Um, but no, he was just a, just an absolute freak whenever I saw him. And having, having gone back and obviously looked at the uh, um, the, the 90s stuff, he just, good God, he, he could have, he could be and should have been seen as one of the best players ever if it wasn't for the injury, because he, he just seemed to not care about other people on the pitch. He just seemed to go through them. And, yeah, even even in perhaps a shadow of himself in 2002, he, he, he still was a freak. And, um, yeah, what, what a player. I know, you, I know early on you said you didn't like him, but you have to appreciate how good he was. 100%. Um, and I like him now. Mm. You know, he just he's just never been one of my favourites, purely because of the way it was. Um, when I was younger, but uh, I mean, he's probably got to go down as what one of, if not the best players in the world ever. Um, and and injuries would have nobody would have come close to him um, if he hadn't got injured. Um, 
I I only seen the Barcelona um, season, um, like just looking back on YouTube and you know watching videos. I didn't see it at the time. I heard a lot of people talking about it. Um, it was meant to be like one of the best seasons that you'll ever find in a player. Um, I remember I watched them from then on the land days, um, and then obviously the Real Madrid, which was the poor Ronaldo, and he was still elite. <laughs> you know, like I always remember the hat trick against United, um, where he got taken off and the, the whole stadium was up on their feet clapping him. Um, that 2002 World Cup, which obviously that that you were talking about, um, was just disgusting how good he was. Um, the 98 one, I think somebody needs to be looking into. Um, I, some... I didn't, I didn't know all the stuff that went on. Obviously, I was 10 or whatever. I didn't obviously yeah. know about the 98 one. So going into the yeah. 2002 one, I was like. Well, I didn't say at the time, but someone lit a fire under his arse. <laughs> yeah, just uh, it was, he was great in '98, all the way through, and then all of a sudden, obviously that final, and 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 then all of a sudden back to the next year he was fine, and back to being so something happened. <laughs> there's got to be a, there's, there should be an investigation. Um, but I mean, what can you say? Like golden boots, left, right, and centre. Um, the the 2002, where he, he won the... I think he was Golden Boot. Dockle's got in that tournament. Um, he's won two World Cups, um, scoring 247 goals in 343 club games. Uh, as you mentioned, scored every kind of goal. His boots um, for, for the 98 World Cup were arguably the biggest sellers in the world. Thing, that um, scoring record, considering he was played in Italian football then as well. Yeah, peak, peak Italian era. Yep. Yeah. Five years in, in, in Milan. Um, he only played sixty-eight games in that time due to injury and scored forty-nine goals. <laughs> I mean, like, think of that. And as you say, in that peak, peak era um, of Italian defender, eighty-three goals in one hundred twenty-seven games for Real Madrid. Um, even at the end of his career, he played 20 years for his man, scored nine goals. He's scoring a goal every two games, like minimum. Like wherever he goes. He's, um, PSV, obviously, Pete. Oh, actually, let's go to Barcelona. Played 37 games that season. 34 goals. <laughs> like, that's, that's beyond the league. That's... This is when people could defend as well. <laughs> yeah, well, defending was key. Modern, you know, this was... modern football, people can't defend. <laughs> Well, like I'm a huge Ronaldo fan, like Cristiano, right? Um, and I mean, he's getting sixty goals a season um, for like four seasons. Imagine what this Ronaldo's getting. Seven hundred and fifty. <laughs> like he's going to go into stats, you know. He's going to like Pele's counting goals in training, um, but Ronaldo would be hitting them in a game. He could score, as you said, he scored everything: penalties, free kicks, tap-ins. He was so good. at been in the right place for Tappins. Like nobody even gives him credit for that. You know, so good at rounding a goalkeeper. Like from three yards out, you'd still step to the side of a goalkeeper. And, um, I mean, those stepovers what ultimately killed his knee, being too fast and too skillful, being too quick. You know, with his feet. Being that good at football, you break yourself. Yeah. How, how, I mean, do, you do, how do you do that? He he. <laughs> how he do you train your brain to break yourself. He clearly <laughs> entered the wrong cheat code. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ballon d'Or winner, um, 
what do you say about the guy? He's just frightening. Like, I mean, as you say, the, the PSV team in Dutch football was really good. Um, going to Barcelona, which I assume was the Cruyff era. I can't remember. Was Cruyff in charge then? Um, oh, it's not for me to say. I know it was Cruyff and then LVG, so he might have crossed over. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, yeah. Um, Inter Milan, that, those two seasons in Inter Milan uh, at the start were just frightening. You know, when they first transferred over and Ballon d'Or won and going to Real Madrid, winning another Ballon d'Or, winning La Liga, um, Super Cups. I think he got to chance. Did he get to the Champions League final? No, he didn't. Quarterfinals. No, remember Real Madrid went so long waiting on that number 10, remember? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean... He it was must have won the Champions League at some point. I'm not sure he did, sure. Let's have a look, let's search that and find out. I don't think I'm he did. Um, I'm like AC Milan at the end. Inter Milan didn't win it. I don't think he did, you know? That's disgusting. It, it really is when you think of some of the players who have won it. Honours, let's see, honours. He's won two World Cups and runner-up. I'm trying to find these club honours, it doesn't say. I don't think he did. Ballon d'Or, Boys Foreign Player, Serie A, Liga, Serie A. He won the UEFA no. Cup with Inter. That's yeah. Disgusting. That's disgusting. And that's it? We should sign him. Um, so that's scary, isn't it, when you think about it? Um, that's genuinely a bit sad, that. It, it really, yeah. Um, Thing is, imagine if, he was fit, imagine if he was fit in that time. The probably oh, wouldn't have won the Champions yeah. League. I mean, <laughs> a, a Copa del Rey, a Copa del Rey, a UEFA Cup, and a Super Cup at Barcelona in that one year. UEFA Cup at uh, two all Eagles, another Super Cup. Uh, yeah, all Brazil. He's he's. <laughs> if you go anybody go on his Wikipedia, I know it can be edited, but have a look. He's just individual awards. Um, and I mean, I know football's a team game, but I think with so many injuries and missing so many games, to get all these awards, you know, says a lot. Um, if there's any doubt over Ronaldo, which there should never be, go and have a look at it. You have to scroll down. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that tells you all, doesn't it, really? And a, and a very fitting way to end your 11, I'd say. Um, I guess because of your age, I'm, I'm going to let you off with not having Robbie Fowler in your team. Yeah, I, got, I was more... The Owen generation. Yeah, and you can't have one. I wouldn't allow it. Yeah. I probably liked Owen more than Gerard, but then he became a snake. It, you, like I, I mentioned this on the last show as well. It, it, like it's, it, it is a shame in a way that Owen will never be remembered as the player he was, um, because to bust up the scene when he did. And achieve what he did so young, so quick for us. What he could have went on to achieve, um, or could have went on to become in status-wise, um, and he never will, unfortunately. 
Yeah, it's unfortunate, I'm not sure. He must, but... he must slightly regret it. Maybe not going to Real Madrid, but maybe the United thing. Uh, yeah, I think it's maybe not... Like, can't... This is pretty controversial. How, can we really be negative about him going to United when yeah. supposedly he wanted to come back to us, but we didn't want him? To be, to be fair, he has, he has said he wanted to come back twice, didn't he? I think yeah. He wanted to come back before Newcastle and before United. And I don't think we wanted him either time. Like, and I don't want, I didn't want, I don't mean like the club because the club clearly didn't want him back. I don't I think, think the fans Rafa really want. I think Rafa said he wanted him, but they couldn't get him. Yeah. Or like that. I may be wrong. So, that. like, can we really blame? Him? I mean, he's got an eleven at the end of the it's day. United, it is I know, United, though. I know, I, I, and I do get that, but. You could probably forget. I I could forgive Everton because I'm not a local. I mean, maybe locals would think that differently. I, I think but we're being harsh on them. People have done the Everton Liverpool thing. Yeah, I, it's just United. I can't. I I think we're I being United. I think we're being harsh. I hate United as well. I think we're being harsh on them. If we don't want them and he if we can't get them, surely he's he's free to go to go wherever no. he wants. No. Um, he didn't he's score. Not... He didn't score and celebrate against us. Which would have been unforgivable. So he did win them the league, though, right enough. Oh, I don't know. I, I think, I think, I do think, I, I do think we're harsh on him. Um, I, I wouldn't have him, and I, I wouldn't be happy with Liverpool fan picking him. But I think we're harsh on him. So long, but so long as we can appreciate the player he was for us, um, I think that's fine. Yeah. If anyone picks him, you just got to shout him. Oh, I definitely will, but I think we've, yeah, as I say, we've got to go back to, I mean, that 98 on, no 98, sorry, I'm lying, uh, 2006 2001. 2001. Uh, uh, 2002 it'll be, yeah, the Japan yeah. World Cup, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of, um, the Argentina goal, um, yeah, just peak going, wasn't he, but, yeah, um, but no, that's been a good team. Let's quickly read back over your team, make sure I've not written anybody down wrong. We've went with a 4 2 2 2. Yep. With Jersey Dudek in goal. Roberto Carlos left back. Puyo and Daniel Agar as your centre backs. Philip Lamb at right back. Uh, the sexy, handsome Sabio Alonso and Steven Gerrard. Um, in centre midfield with Gerrard as your captain. Um, Ronnie Dino and Dennis Bergkamp being the creative slots that they are, and Thierry Henry and Ronaldo um, up front. Perfect. That's that's going to take a hell of a beating. It is. But maybe it is. maybe one of because the goalkeeper is the hardest position to pick. Because yeah. let's be real, the minute uh, Buffon retires, that's everybody's goalkeeper. True. Um, unless you're you know a, a much older, and you can talk about either like a Banks or. You know the the elite keepers of mm. of then. I think Buffon. Everybody's waiting on Buffon. Um, yeah, still do deck. <laughs> um, still do deck. You gonna argue with Nina that one, and then we'll I see how, we'll see how you win there. I'd win um, that one as well. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I take, it's gonna take some being. Oh, I like I, I like I, that I team. It. That's a great FIFA team. Thing is, next soccer raid that could be the team apart from Gerard. <laughs> that's true <laughs> and Gerard could be on the other team wow 
I, I might go to that soccer road if that happens. Yeah, <laughs> I'm coming with you. We'll get tickets. Yeah, we'll get the tickets together. But no, that's been good. I like that team. I really do. Um, and thank you very much for for coming on. Oh, any time, any time. I loved it. Good. I'm maybe, glad. When Messi, maybe when Messi's retired, we can revisit. <laughs> then you can have a go at me for that. Uh, I wouldn't allow you back on. <laughs> when when I I will say this officially now to everyone listening. When Messi retires, eleven pieces of me goes away forever. <laughs> um, because I'm not have I'm not having everybody coming on lushing over Messi. Um, and I have to listen to thing is, order you, Ronaldo. I think a few others would have them together. I think I may be the only one who wouldn't have Messi. <laughs> I think that's probably the fairer reflection. Just be you yeah. and Neil Devlin. Just Ronaldo. <laughs> See, me, me and Neil have got a, we're a spirit, kindred spirit, even. <laughs> spirit kindred. <laughs> um but no, that's been good. I'm glad, as I say, to finally get you back on. Um, well, on originally. Um, do you want to tell the people where to find you on Twitter for your football ramblings and anything that you're up to just now? Yep, so just uh, Twitter is at Guy Drinkle. Um, drink E-L is how you spell that one. Uh, yep, just all my podcasting and stuff will be retweeted on there. and I mainly just chat crap about Sacco and Moreno at <laughs> every channel. <laughs> It's normally me and Ali talking about them three. Uh, just all the left-footed sluts that they are, apart from Chan, but he's got nice hair. No, he shaved it off now. I can hear him. He shaved his hair off. Uh, <laughs> this, this has took a weird turn for a plug, but yeah, at Guy Drinkle on Twitter, where I'll be talking about M. Ray Chan's missing hair. Yeah, I, um, and I, I encourage everybody to go and check out, um, especially if you're a Liverpool fan, guys work over in Anfield Index, um, and wrestling fans as well, that you're now the, the co-host of that as well. You little oh, slut. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're, you're just everywhere. Um, for us at Man in the Post, we've got content coming out every day um, now. Um, there's the review show that came out, or well, comes out every Monday. Uh, we've got the, the preview at the weekend. We've got debate shows. We've got a quiz show coming. Just follow Man in the Post on Twitter. Subscribe, rate, review. Um let us know if you want to come on the show, what you think of anything. Just give me and Guy abuse um, for what you think of the team. Um, I can be found at Ali Thompson 84 And as I say, just give my hand the post a follow. And thank you very much for joining us. <laughs>